Yeah, it just it just doesn't the system doesn't make sense to me because in like even like take any barter, and it's like, let's say the a let's say okay let's say like the AK seventy four SG you know the one where it used to be a horse yeah, um which I think they changed it again to make it more expensive, but like all you do is you say okay how much does this prepper sell this for, let's say it's thirty k. All right, and then you look at the barter, and you say, "Oh, he wants a horse. Let me look up the horse. How much is the horse in the flea yeah. market?" It's like it's like it's very cut and dry. Mm-hmm. I think they should. Which change. doesn't really make good sense. Personally, I think like if it was up to me, I yeah. think that they should make the barters really good value, like really good value, like mm-hmm. crazy, like insanely good value, and but the items should have to be finely made. Thank you. I I feel like that would be a great system because then it would be. It'd be so much for interesting looting, like mm-hmm. you. Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on theory crafting, uh, general gameplay updates, and keeping up with the continual development of the game. I'm one of your hosts, Church. And I am your other host, Gearbeef. And welcome to the podcast. Ooh, more scav talk. I see you in chat. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Jumping into the news, dude. They've added so much new stuff to like the hideout. They absolutely have. Changes. They absolutely have. What um have you seen anything that's been like kind of like whoa? They added that. Yeah, I think I think the most important thing that everybody has noticed that has kind of blown the community up in an epic sense is mm-hmm. the fuel fuel has exploded in price and yeah. it has now gone completely insane can i look can i can you excuse me for two seconds <laughs> literally like the You're moment excused. we started one moment no problem dude yeah um i really wish i would invest in fuel <laughs> like honestly because now i'm like thinking is it even worth Running my, I used to just run my hideout all the time, but now I'm thinking, I, I probably just cut off at night. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, the fucking, I can't believe they they've added so many new crafts, like a lot, and it makes me wonder, what are they gonna do? Like, are they are they? gonna move away from traders and focus more on like crafting stuff in the hideout because they've added like a ton of stuff some stuff isn't really that useful like i think i saw they added a hemostat for the med station and i was just kind of like the craft components for it was like two meds and two h2os or something and i was like it was really expensive sorry about that goodness me could have been the the worst timing of all time (laughs) That's okay, dude. It happens. I I was I was just telling chat um to people who are listening that yeah, is it even worth like running your fuel at night, like your hideout at night? I I mean I think it depends if you have the Bitcoin farm up or not, right? Like I mean if you that's true if you have the farm up, it probably still is because I mean how long does it take with one? card these days i'm not even sure is it like 15 hours or something you know i'm not sure i'm actually not sure because this is this is an this is a bit of an issue right because you'll probably one run card 
Yeah. I think it's like 26 hours, I want to say. Really? It's it used not to much. Be, it used, they actually nerfed the farm. It used to be around 24 hours for one card. Yeah. And yeah. I want to say it was around like 14 hours once you had all 50 in there for one coin. I thought because it was well, it used to be like but the kind of like last wipe. It was that? like way quicker for all the cards. It was like I thought it was like um, I thought it was much lower. I thought it was like six hours or something for like fifty cards in the last wipe. Uh... Whereas now I don't know, but it's kind of like there's it quite a extreme diminishing returns on it. So you mm-hmm. you yeah for you sure run out quite quite quickly. But I guess like yeah, one of the issues is if you don't have solar power and you've only got like a few cards in there, I'm not sure anymore. I mean, it's it's a tough one. It's actually it's actually quite tough. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, look, this this is a massive, massive change. Now I don't know whether it's just like a knee jerk reaction or you know to Bitcoin prices, That's right? Or or what? But I mean, literally, like it's. I mean, it's a perfect example of like supply and demand in action, which is why it's so fascinating yeah. because all they've done is just change the spawn rate. Like nothing else has changed, um, and just the fact that there's not as many on there and people are still buying them in the same quantity. It's just up it goes. It's um, it's pretty. I mean, it's, it's such a um, what's the word? The technical term, but it's it's such a resource that virtually everyone needs. Yeah. So when you lower that supply, like demand is just going to go through the roof. What yeah. you're seeing, and they even added. Did you see some of the barters for fuel? Now they added like therapist level two. You can get the blue cans for like I don't remember what it is. The trade. Yeah, I think it's pineapple juice and what is it? And um, yeah, it was pineapple juice and something else. Because like the reason why I remember it being pineapple juice is because like pineapple juice is now really expensive, yeah. which is like random. I don't know. Like it's some of these, some of these linkages are a bit are a bit strange. I think it kind of does weird things to the economy. I think it's interesting not they're doing with it. It but, is interesting, yeah. But it, yeah, it kind of like puts it puts weird stuff is is to like really high values for kind of. No real reason, do you know what I mean? Other than the fact that like the traders the say only, that they are. Yeah, the only thing I could think of is scavs. You scav in and you find like pineapple juice. That used to be like trash, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like you, but now it's like, oh, like the same thing with like the vests. You know the the new security vests that the scavs can spawn with? Yes. I don't know if they're still valuable, but like when they introduced that that craft and the hideout the vests were going for like 60k a pop on the flea market yeah see because i was kind of confused as to why that was happening because i was like that's not even really worth it for kajura or whatever but then i remembered it's probably for textiles um just because i'm not at that quest yet but you need them finding raid and so that's why people who are kind of at the end of the you know the the quest line already i mean some people will be and those Mm -hmm. for those vests weren't really in that much supply because i think they're only finding raid anyway right you can't buy them from ragman or anything um no. and so i guess a lot of people were just like selling them straight to the traders rather than putting them up on the fleet so i think at the beginning they were quite high in price because only a few people were selling them for you know realized that you could sell them for you know an amount that yeah people would buy them for it's um it's quite it's, it's i mean it's fascinating what they're doing it really is fascinating <laughs> honestly it's like the whole thing's gone gone crazy i don't like i'm quite fortunate that i rushed through and tried to build the solar power really early because like, i you know i said to you last week that i've been like smashing the hideout more than anything else and um it's basically done for me now and like with the solar power you you can kind of do what you like which is good but mm. if you don't have you that, have solar power yeah and if oh you, wow you really smashed yeah the, yeah that's uh... <laughs> like I've, this is my main focus normally and um even more so this wipe and um 
it's just one of those things like, yeah, if you don't have that, and I, I noticed because, you know, having it the whole of the last wipe, you really notice it quite strongly when you come back to it and go, wow, I'm really burning through all this fuel. Um, and I was thinking, well, thank God I'll have the solar soon and I won't have to refill it all the time. And then like after this happened, I was like, geez, I'm way super glad that I did it now because otherwise like, <laughs> yeah. it's just insanely expensive. I wish I would have. Because I I read somewhere, it was either like Twitter or Reddit, someone was yeah. like, man, I'm glad I bought a whole bunch of fuel mm. and saved, or I'm, I'm glad I didn't sell any of my fuel that I found in Raid, and, and they got like a whole stockpile. They probably got like 5 million worth of fuel just sitting in their junk box or whatever. Yeah, I think the the other the other one that's like super interesting, because like we can talk about all the others as we, you know, as we go through, but I think like mm. the really like big ticket, like super high hitting items, the second one that... um that I am finding really interesting is the, um, the LEDX trade. Cause obviously getting the finding raid LEDX for the therapist um, part five of like uh, the healthcare yeah. quest line is a real pain or can be a real pain. Um, I just got super lucky. And the very first time I went to go loot run one of the rooms, I found one straight away and got really, really lucky with that. But uh, same thing happened to me, but I can imagine like a ton of people just don't you know they're not finding it or they just can't be bothered and don't want to do it right. but now you've got the are those like rfid readers which is part of this like um ledx craft and now they're like they're like two to three million on the flea market like yeah. it's insane and i think it's partly because yeah hardly anyone has any and they take like 48 hours to make in the um intelli in the intelligence center i've already got a craft running so i actually can't make them because i'm i'm making gpus in there and so I'm just like, I'm just stuck. So that's the thing. Loads of people are going to be stuck making whatever, either either things for their own. I actually, like, I made one probably four days ago and then and turned it in because it's for the quest line and I had it prepped. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can't imagine many people really keep them, right? They're not for anything. And so it just means that the, like, the supply of them is like non-existent, except for a couple of people who might think, well, maybe I'll just like sell it now just because I've just made it for the quest, but I can wait um i don't know i, I find that one really interesting because like yeah people clearly don't want to go into raid to try and find a lettuce because it'd be a real pain um i did actually think that quest change was quite mean <laughs> to make you when find the, the finding raid ledex when they first um... started this wife i was like i don't know i kind of like i kind of like it and i also kind of don't like it i quite like it for the game i don't really like it for myself <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean because I, I, I guess yeah i don't yeah. really i don't really like doing that kind of loot running especially when it's like super rng and like items yeah, that only no. spawn once every it, 20 times and like the places you know and they're also highly contested so it's like you might get it and then you'll die on the way out and like it's just honestly really frustrating um, i had like a similar experience trying to get the um, i haven't even started on these quests yet but like trying to get the golden tt last wipe i found incredibly mm -hmm. annoying and those kind of things like get the killer helmet and blah blah blah. kill the yeah. boss is fine but like when you've got to like kill them and get out and not die to anyone else who's also trying to do the quest it's like makes it really hard um so i, did, I thought it was quite mean so i was quite honest i was really relieved to get it done so early but I, yeah i think that's that one's also quite interesting because you can see just like the, the value of people not having to go into raids to get to get the thing but um i guess like yeah the only other the only other point about it for me is that I kind of find it a bit strange how they keep adding more and more and more and more crafts for like yes. finding raid quest completions. I didn't really think they'd do that. So I don't know what yeah. your thoughts are on it, but I, I find it almost counter to kind of like what I thought their vision would be. Yeah. Well, before I get into that, mm. I, I do do have one thing about the Ledex thing. I like the fact that they switch a lot of the quests this wipe to find and raid. Just for consistency yeah. sake. Um, 
But the other kind of thing that bothers me with that quest, particular the what is it, healthcare privacy, mm-hmm. the what are the Lex and Ophthalmoscope one yeah. is, is that you get Pop the five, thick items case, yes, and you and it's found in raid, yes, and you can, I mean, it's like, like this swipe, I kind of play different. I I I got the Lex early, so I was like, man, I'm just gonna be a million, you know. I just was like, whatever, <laughs> and I I got the money and I sold it. Normally I would keep it, but I sold it, and now I don't have to worry about money. Like, you remember when they changed it and they removed it? From found in raid for like one day because like people were freaking out yeah well yeah i mean they changed the quest completely so you didn't even get one at one point which was really oh mean. that's right did they lower yeah, yeah. it to a regular i think so yeah and loads of people okay. completed it and then were like wait what the hell and then <laughs> yeah because yeah. part of me feels like that quest is kind of like imbalanced in the economy because like i i feel like now I, I don't have to worry like i don't have to worry about money at all yeah i mean yeah, that's the thing, right? Like you can you can sell it and then not worry about money. I, I guess like I guess it depends. Like if you're I think for a lot of people it's kind of like the lifeline to kind of getting to the the next the next the next stage. I mean, would are you saying that you'd like rather it if it wasn't finding raid? So you're you're stuck to just kind of like having to use it, which is obviously great. Like it's a great case. Yeah, um, I I think that's because I just feel like it's like part of the other things they seem to be doing is like slowing down the progression of the game. But I kind of feel like, like I know, I personally know of other people who, that's their main goal when the wipe happens is they rush therapist quest line to get that case, so then they can just run meta gear for the rest of the wipe until they get bored. Well, yeah, I mean, you say that, but like, how much actually are they? Like fifteen mil or something? Like, it's I guess it is a lot. I guess it is a lot. I made yeah, I made fifteen mil. Yeah, it, it, I put up for seventeen mil. The tax was two mil. Yeah. So like it is, it is a lot, but like I mean, how much? I don't know how much slicks are at the moment, but like some of the meta gear is like five hundred k. You can easily go out with a million rubles worth of stuff if you're. Yeah, you can easily. Yeah. And so like it's, you're not. It's, I guess you're not set for the wipe. Yeah, it's but like it, it's it's, it's still... decent. It's a decent enough buffer, and I think like I'm kind of thinking pessimistically about it as well, right? Like saying like, oh well, it's fifteen mm. mil, so that's like fifteen thick kits, but that assumes that you die fifteen raids in a row and lose everything, right? Whereas like. Some sometimes you're and you're probably not going to do that every raid anyway. But you sometimes you're gonna you're gonna win and then you're gonna take someone else's stuff and then you're gonna sell that and so it's like it's not like you lose every time. So even if you just slowly trickle down, you've still got the rest of the hideout pumping out cash. Probably keeps you afloat. Maybe against some of you know gives you a buffer against it. I know it's it's, it's difficult. Um, I don't know. Like what you think? Do you think it's just like too easy though to sell it? Because I actually keep that case. Well, see, now that they changed it to you have to find the Letix, it I feel like it kind of balances that out. But then they made it so it's a now you can craft the Letix, which still is going to be a, an investment money. I don't know. I just I'd just be curious to see. Yeah, I don't know. I just I mean, ultimately, I just like for the white to last longer than however long. Like I don't know. I I feel like it's already weekend and I'm. And I'm like level thirty-eight, and I'm pretty much already at in game. It feels like you know. Yeah, well, like, I know trade everyone can full play, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously you know everyone's gonna have a, a bit of a different experience, but I just feel like the wipe doesn't last that long. In general, I just like to see. Anyways, talk about another time. Yeah, I don't harp too much on it. Yeah, no, exactly. But it's like I think it is. It is an interesting one. I mean, uh, they're trying to extend it out as time goes on. Um, yeah. And yeah, look, it's taken it's taken a bit like, of time, but the fuel is is definitely gonna be more of a money sink now, which makes yes. me wonder if it's worth running the hideout, like even doing the hideout period. 
I think it's probably still worth running it because like all together all the crafts make enough, I would think. Um but I don't know whether it's worth like well I was gonna say I don't know whether it's worth rushing the farm. Like if it was like if it was That's like it was now at the start of the wipe, whether it's worth rushing straight there. I'm not sure. I think you have to be like the first Yeah. Like two percent, five percent who just like rush like speed run the hideout. But if you're in like the middle pack, you'd be paying like the highest price for yes, as always, as as always. I mean, this is the reason I spoke about this last time, but this is the reason why like trying to predict what's going to happen, and it's quite interesting Mm -hmm. because like Tarkov's not really like the real world because yes, things change every wipe, but a lot of the stuff stays the same. Like you know, a good eighty percent of the game stays the same, like exactly the same. So you can kind of like. It's like you um, you got to like watch the market or whatever, and then you got to like rewind it two years and like play it out again. And even though it's not the same, like you know something else is very slightly different. You know, it's almost, yeah, the, the French Prime Minister got you know vote, got voted in differently or whatever. Like <laughs> the stuff still kind of happened in the same way. So yeah. if you just buy all your GPUs really really early, I basically because I was just broke for the first like three yeah, weeks because I just smart. bought. Mm-hmm cards and cards and cards and cards and cards and bought all like i bought yeah the 20 for between 150 and 200 at the beginning because i was like these things are going to go crazy because everyone wants to do the hideout no one's there yet and um it's going to go mental because everybody just wants to buy these things and bitcoin is like ridiculous ridiculous price um anyway uh that's that's kind of yeah that's kind of a a separate thing that but kind of jumping back to what you're originally saying um to answer your question Mm. With them adding all of these crafts, um, do you think that perhaps they're trying to move away from traders and focus more on the hideout for player progression? Possibly. I mean, I don't know how whether yeah whether they're going to like pull back from traders being available at all times for all things. I feel like that might end up not being the staple anymore because i don't know I, I i personally feel that the game should be like way more finding raid focused but we've talked about this previously in terms of scarcity mm-hmm. and the finding raid thing is kind of painful for the quest line stuff but if you're kind of like piecing together kits yourself it kind of feels a bit more um more like of a roguelike type game um yeah than like a yeah. market sim kind of game yeah um, and i think like yeah I, I, I think they probably will move slowly towards more more of a hardcore kind of mode i think i think they're i think they're getting there slowly i think they're like i don't know they're, they're slowly tweaking things the way that they want and getting there but if they realize if they do it too quick everybody will just like explode yeah yeah um yeah. it's like the it's like the painkiller stuff it's just like it's <laughs> like tiny tweaks over time and eventually yeah. and no one realizes but it's like they've they've fundamentally changed something over the period of six months i know i think it's um, i think it's quite smart i think it's quite smart <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because they like even I was really surprised to see, excuse me, the um the flare craft. Oh yeah, um, I didn't actually check how expensive that was. I think I, no, I think like either. I don't know. Like yeah, it's it's a it's a funny one. I mean, this stuff needs to be quite expensive. I just don't know why they've I don't know why they've done it. I I don't know I don't know why they've done it. Know. Some of these some of these crafts are just I don't think that necessary, and like. I kind of wanted to talk about this a bit later, but we've ended up kind of doing a bit more like theory crafting stuff early, which is which is fine. Um, yeah. But the way that they've like, yeah, like pineapple juice just going through the roof because it's tied to the fuel barter and stuff. Like the way that they've like tied certain crafts together, I find really strange. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether this, I was looking at Kodora earlier 
and because they've like added a new craft for that which is for you need four of those like crappy satchel bags or something yeah. but you can buy the satchel bags from ragman and so that's right. like that's like pinned the price of kajura to like isn't that 10 grand that's ragman one right i think so i'm pretty sure i think yeah. so and so now like that's it kajura that's it right and there's nothing there's no upside on that stuff yeah, whatsoever. I actually saved a few. Sense. I know. I, I actually saved a few originally because like I used to use them for the AACPC trade late game mm -hmm. and they were like 80k. Mm -hmm. But doesn't that make that craft really weird now? Like I'm actually not at level four Ragman. He's one of the few I don't have level four with because I hate playing Interchange and I normally do those quests last. Um, um, so I'm, I haven't actually seen whether they've changed that that one or not. But I just find like some of the interrelationships a little bit weird. And I don't right, think it's okay. Because yeah. you buy the tea bags to craft the Kodora to turn the Kodora into a barter trade to get the item you want. Yeah. Which uh, you, maybe you save money in the process, but I, I, yeah, it is kind of a weird thing. It, the barters in general are really weird. Like, I mean, you, they, they completely demolished the ADAR uh, barter. It used to be just the wreck battery. Yes. And now it's two chainlets in the wreck battery. Exactly. Which is killed. Which, it. Um, yeah. But but by killed it would be like just generating money, you know, <laughs> like free money, you know. Kind of, yeah. But I mean, the only reason why it generated free money was because you could do the trade and sell it immediately back to the trader. I think. Right. And so they should have done something there where you couldn't. Like maybe they just like artificially put a a, a debuff in on on the ADAR resell price or something, so you couldn't just like flip it to mechanic because that was kind of the yeah. problem. Yeah, it just it just doesn't the system doesn't make sense to me because in it, like even like take any barter and it's like let's say the A let's say okay, let's say like the AK seventy four SG, you know the one where it used to be a horse. Yeah. Um, which I think they changed it again to make it more expensive. But like all you do is you say, Okay, how much does this prapper sell this for? Let's say it's thirty K. All right, and then you look at the barter and you say, Oh, he wants a horse. Let me look up the horse. How much is a horse in the flea yeah. market? It's like it's like it's very cut and dry. Mm -hmm. I think they should Which doesn't really make good sense. Personally. I think like if it was up to me, I yeah. think that they should make the barters really good value, like really good value. Like mm -hmm. crazy, like insanely good value. And but the items should have to be finally made. Thank you. I I feel like that would be a great system because then it would be It'd be so much for interesting looting. Like mm -hmm. you, you like. Let's say you you find a. Um, I'm trying to think of something like a like a what's something that's not very valuable that takes up a lot of space. I guess like a uh, like propane a drill tank maybe? or something. Yeah, drill, drill. That's a good one. Um, now it's like, do I keep this four slot item that I can barter for like a kitted out AK, um, which has like way more value, or do I drop this item for some other? Gear or equipment yeah. or item I need that I could sell in the flea market or use the craft. Like it opens up so many more. And what I like more... about that is that it stops becoming, as you said, so cut and dried, right? Because then you're right. like, some people will pick up the drill and some people won't. Because once you've bartered it, the item that you get won't be fine in raids. So you will actually have to want mm -hmm. to use it. So, mm. so some people will be like, well, I don't want to use that gun. And so I won't, right. I won't pick it up because I want to just pick up more stuff that I can sell for cash because I want to buy something else. But some people will be like, well, I do want to use that weapon. And so I will pick up these various things and be looking for them specifically because it's really good value because I, otherwise I would have bought it. And so it saves me money. And so that you can look at it from either two angles and there's like people could or could not pick it up depending on what their use case is, which I think could be, could be more interesting.
But yeah, right now it's weird because you're just like, okay, it's one of these, and okay, this is which one's cheaper? No, it's that one. Okay, fine. Um, and then you just buy the one and just trade it in. But I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like eventually they'll make it finding raid because I think it. I think so. Yeah, there, there used to be. Was it? I think there was a bug, but I'm, I, I, I kind of suspect that maybe it wasn't such a bug. But there was like it was either in the flea market or in the trader screen. You couldn't give it to them if it wasn't finding raid. I think it was the flea market. You had to go to the trader screen yes. specifically. I think that might still be the case, actually. I think it's still the case, yeah. Um, I don't know whether that's that. To be honest, that might just be a programming hangover from the Finding Raid application to the flea. So the flea market interface is locked off. But who knows, right? Who knows? You know, it's well, see, still part of that system. You're doing a player-to-player barter. Whatever item they're asking for, yes. it has to be found in Raid. Yes. So I think that system's just locked into the flea Pro- market. You're probably maybe. right about that. But it made me think, and I was like, you know, I wonder yeah. if they did, were going to change it on, on everything, because then it would make the bar to make more sense. And then things wouldn't be, because you'd like, you'd break one side of the linkage then. it would Things wouldn't just be intrinsically linked together in this huge network. Because that's kind of the way that we're going to end up, right? It's like, everything's just like, everything's just linked together in this like massive network and it's like everything's just yeah. a big simultaneous equation where it's just like four of these equals one of this but this plus this plus this equals one of these because <laughs> this is a barter and this is a craft and you can craft this part for this part and this part and it just ends up being like yeah it's just this big like massive interconnected like stuff i, f- I just find it a bit a bit strange <laughs> see i feel like some of that would be good because um spark plugs for example mm. it's like something that's maybe valuable at the very start of a wipe but afterwards you just throw it away. you know what i mean it doesn't really hold its value yeah if they had like a system or maybe like a philosophy of just having to i don't know how you would do it but keeping value in these items you know what i mean because it's just like stuff just like kind of comes and goes as you progress it'd be more interesting to me if like you know what i'm getting at yeah exactly because it's just like it's like you have like kind of like a wave of stuff you have like if you if you had like a chart of like value Mm -hmm. and like the various Mm -hmm. items and you categorize them from like oh here's the stuff you need right at the start you know it's um I did like MP133 shotguns, I guess, is like the very first thing sure. on the list, right? And then yeah. it's like, as it co- goes through, you have all the various other things. And it's like the price is kind of like, it's like a big ripple wave. because so it's like starts here and then it, blah, 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 and then gets to the end. And then there's <laughs> all the stuff at the end that's valuable just stays valuable because it's just like that stuff, the best stuff. And then it's just stuck there. Like Kodura was before they screwed it up. Um, yeah. But even then, that's not entirely true because I noticed that I checked prices on hit on Hex and they were like, 180k which now they've gone up about 300k i want to say i think they're going to keep going though because we're still i think we're still in the middle i think we're still in the middle you think they're still going to go yeah they're still going to go up i think there's lots of people who are still like on their way through like you just like look in the lobbies and stuff i think we're probably i wouldn't say that you know i'm not like full-time power level a kind of kind of person um Mm -hmm. but i would say we're probably in the kind of like i don't know in terms of the, the the player base, probably in like the seventieth percentile or something, I would say in terms of speed, I probably that's probably where I put myself. Okay. Maybe like a bit higher, maybe like eightieth for flea, and then like sixtieth for level, maybe something like that for myself. But mm-hmm. um, so not flea, but yeah, hideout, hideout. Um, yeah, I got you. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's plenty of people in that fifty who are still kind of you know they're like level two three traders now and 
you know they're building up stuff maybe some people is like getting up bitcoin one and they've got like a couple of bits and pieces and like i feel like they maybe changed this fuel thing like literally at the time where it's going to cause the maximum amount of pain <laughs> yeah i see part of me also wonders like you were saying is this just a knee-jerk reaction to the price of bitcoin are they trying to like crank back the system they put in place where where the bitcoin follows the real real value of bitcoin i think i think partly you know? i think partly because like the way that it was, if they kept it the same, you know, the end of the wipe is just going to be <laughs> accelerated right in, um, which I kind of yeah. get. And I also, I kind of feel like, yeah, fuel should sort of be valuable. But I think like, so, because it was free money. Yeah, it was free. Because you, you would use it, and then you would craft it, and sell the magbox, and you just it, buy the fuel again. It was like never ending. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, I'm, I'm almost like imagining in my head, you know, it's like the, the mechanic trades that are like, for a bitcoin which no one ever uses now but yeah. you could almost imagine a system where they've got like in the future you know, this is not going to happen straight away but this will be a few iterations because again otherwise people will read on the forum um but you you have like a system where like, yeah you can craft your bitcoin and then the bitcoins can go for like really powerful barters with mechanic for like certain things um but the fuel's really hard to find so you like get a fuel can and you're like running your stuff to you make a coin and then you get to you know use it for a particular barter so it'd be like it wouldn't just be like you run the thing you know every day all the time and a bit more sporadic i don't know whether that'd be better i'm not sure i know i was just like i'm brainstorming so many things right now because like the game's changing like crazy um, yeah it's uh it's it's nuts it's really nuts it's really nuts i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know where it's gonna end up and i don't know when the changes are gonna stop because it's 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 mental what they're doing and i love it <laughs> What if they um made Bitcoin a make make it more realistic for a certain reason, but I'll get into that. But if they removed like the physical aspect of it and it said you get like a currency of it when you craft it, and then that's like a a I don't know, like a unique currency that you can only purchase certain things with. I guess traders that's kind or of whoever. the same. <laughs> Kind of, but well, you could oh, but like an actual maybe, currency, so it's like right as opposed to just specific barters. Yes, and then the price could fluctuate. I don't know. Just kind of thinking. I mean, there's so many ways it can go. There's so many ways yeah. it can go. But yeah, I think I think they're trying to like reel back a bit the whole just like literal printing press in the basement that it became <laughs> at the end of uh, the end of last wipe. Yeah. Um, and probably the people who got there really early as well is just yeah. kind of like, all right, cool, free money forever at this point. Um, and I like the fact that it feels a bit more, a bit more scarce. It'd be quite nice. Like people have been asking for ages. This is like complete tangent, um, mm -hmm. but like people have been asking for ages for fuel to be like siphonable for out of cars and that kind of thing. Yeah, which I think would be quite nice. Like it would be quite, um, it would be quite cool to have to go and do a fuel run in some ways that like it wouldn't just spawn or that it would be difficult to buy off the flea. Like maybe you could buy like empty tanks off the flea, but you couldn't actually sell the, you know, the full canisters or something like when, or if you bought it off the flea mm. market, it'd be empty or something. So you'd have to actually go and do something. Cause I think that's like partly the issue that some people have with the gameplay element or the angle of like the hideout in that you can kind of just like, you don't have to go out and go and do anything. You can just buy the, all the equipment off the flea market, stuff it in the hideout and then, push it all back out onto the flea market at the other end and so it's like a big a big mini game um whereas if you actually had to go and do something they would kind of give you more to do in raids which kind of is also what other people are looking for right that people are looking for like well, where's the you know what am i supposed to be doing and it's like yeah you've got quests and stuff but like 
if you if the game had more elements in it that you could decide on your own tasks because you need to go into raid to go and refuel fuel cans from the old gas station or whatever then like that maybe that would give people more of their own purpose rather than just having to follow the quests which are you know of questionable questionable content especially once you've done them a few times i don't really mind honestly i quite like having things to do with them and they kind of drive people to do stuff but i still think it would be better to have like you know self-made self-made stories yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. absolutely i totally agree with that Mm. um yeah i mean if they yeah that's the thing because right now it feels like and i'm kind of hesitant to say this but it feels like call to fix your steps like instead of just like equipping my loadout, I have to like have the funds, craft the thing, click all the buttons, you know, put all my gear yeah. on. Whereas like what you're describing would be more like physically doing and acting the action of going into a game with a purpose to grab the fuel to, I don't know. It kind of makes more, instead of just clicking yeah. things, I'm actually playing the game, you know, that's, yeah and i think like this is kind of like what they start like i know people complained but this is kind of what they started with the whole find in raid thing for the quest because when you could just go on the flea market and buy everything and i think like right. it's it just kind of like it, it prevents that sort of um that that like the drive to actually go and do a specific thing to get that specific task done that you need done because the way that tarkov set up right now well, before the before the finding raid flea thing was set up as well, it was even more so like this, which is like it's actually kind of just like a philosophical choice, really, as to how you want your game to be and how battles they want the game to be. And I don't think they wanted it to be the way it was before, which is why I think they're slowly making changes to it. Which is like the the very basic question, right? Which is, do you want? And really, really, it just comes down to money, right? Do you want a system where 50 crappy AKs equals one meta M4? Or do you want a system where that doesn't, where that linkage is broken and isn't isn't able to be um be bridged? Do you see what I mean? Because like in a in a game, say you take Tarkov as it is now, and you make okay. everything finally raid and remove all the traders, like I've kind of talked about previously. No matter okay. how many crappy AKs you find, mm-hmm. you can never get an M4 with them. Because there's no traders and there's no barters and there's no crafting. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many you find. Whereas the system now has the fungibility of money concept in it, which circumvents half of the stuff that you have to do because you can take 50 crappy uh, AKs and you can sell them for rubles and you can take those mm-hmm. rubles and you can buy whatever you like. And so, and that, that linkage there, which they've broken a bit with the finding raid quests thing. It's like, well, you saying. can have as much money as you like, but your gas analyzer isn't finding raid. So you're going to have to go out and find it. Right. And it's like, that's kind of the way that I saw them progressing the, the sort of objectives and activities in the game, which is why I'm surprised that they're adding so many of these finding raid crafts to the hideout, because again, you can just buy the components and put them in at one end of the machine right. and take the finding raid thing out and just give it to the trader. Right? It's like that to me is non finding raid with extra steps. <laughs> yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're exactly right. But yeah. it's kind of one of those things where it's like, they're trying to like please everyone. Cause on yeah. one hand you got people like, Hey, like you're saying, I don't want to run shoreline a hundred times just to find this Ledex. And like BSG, oh, come from down from the heavens, Nikita, Ledex craft, you know? 
Yes. But like you're saying, it's just, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I find That's it why it made me think. Interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, I just find it like, I just find it contradictory. I don't really know. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I guess like at the same time, I'm assuming that I know what they want. Right? Or I'm assuming like mm-hmm. from everything you hear and everything you see Nikita say and, and all this stuff, that they, they want it to go more towards that kind of, you go into Raid and find your stuff and you make your own story and that kind of thing. And then, and then they're like, oh, okay, well, they're adding finding raid for quests and like, yeah, okay, you know, this is this is happening this way. And then when they go, ah, oh, we're also adding this crafted. And I'm like, but it doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. It's inconsistent to me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. Like it's, it's I didn't even think about that. You're right, though. It seems backwards to me. It seems like a step the other way. Because when they added Ledex in the first place, I was like, oh, that's gonna suck for me and players like mm-hmm. me, which is probably good in some ways, because like I'm a very economic player, right? I try to smash mm-hmm. through the hideout and I make a ton of rubles and then i do whatever else i want with them um and people like people like me should be stopped <laughs> because you know tarkov's not really supposed to be like that i don't think it's not got like i'm gonna keep doing it because it's just kind of the way that i am um yeah. but i don't think it's necessarily got the right the right feel to it anyway we could talk about we could talk about something else i've i've, I've Wow, enough about the sort of the state of the game here but i just yeah I, I find it i find it interesting i find it interesting the direction they've gone with that so we'll see yeah i i can't make sense of it i, I don't know because hmm. on one hand I've, i feel like they're trying to please two parties you know but like you said it just made a whole bunch of extra steps i don't know i, I don't know yeah. what to think like what they're what they're moving towards i don't know the way i, I initially yeah. thought now you go on I thought perhaps they're going to start like traders are going to provide less items, you know, mm. so you, so you would like have to rely on, I don't know, I guess buying, selling, and then purchasing off the flea market to build the, the item you want. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a weird one. It is. It is like, I can imagine, I can imagine a game state where you've got kind of like, you can buy, you know, one third of the weapons from the traders so like you can definitely mm-hmm. play with just the traders if you want and then all the then like the other weapons they're not necessarily better even just like the other guns are all like you know finding raid they're in weapons boxes or whatever or like the and in my mind you'd the way that you'd balance it is you'd have things like um so you'd have like three tiers of um of items in my mind like this is the kind of this is how i would do it if it was me you'd have like the okay. traders would have things like uh you know the mp5 and mm-hmm. they would have like the UMP is probably perfect for this actually because it's just like not not very good. And you have like a couple of you have a couple of things like that, right? You know, they still sell the ADAR, they sell you you know AK seventy four or whatever that kind of thing. But then Maybe if you some civilian AKs, yeah, exactly, and like and the 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 VPOs and all that kind of stuff. And right. then and then in the in the central section, you'd have things that would like you'd find the whole gun in a in a weapons box. So you would have maybe I'm just trying to think like what what are the good examples like. Maybe you'd find like, yeah, maybe you'd find like um, a stock M4 might be too low level. I don't know. Maybe like a DTMDR 7.62, something like that. Like you'd find the whole gun just in a box, um, mm-hmm. maybe P90 or something. I don't know where you'd put them exactly. And then I feel like the the third category you'd have, which would be like the really rare items, like maybe it would be the Vector. Maybe it would be the P90 still. I don't know. Maybe it would be like, but definitely like things like the Mark 18. Um so these like really and like the RSAS stuff like that, right? You'd have like really rare items and maybe items that just like shouldn't really be there. They're not really in the, this part of the setting because they're like Western guns, maybe like HKs even, um, whatever it is. And you can only find the pieces. 
and you have to piece those guns together bit by bit. And yes, maybe they would be better actually. Like they're just the better, they're the better guns, they're the best guns in the game. So you can get by just fine. Right? People run MP5s all the time, and you can run hunters, Mosins, whatever you like, or yep. ADARs and um, you know AKs and whatever, and you can get them from the traders. That's fine. You can play just fine, and you can buy OK ammo or whatever. But if you want to trade, if you want to play with the spicy guns, you got to go and you got to go and find find them. And like it would make it would make it really exciting, like piecing together, you know, piecing together like a Mark 18 from all the from all the little bits. And if you killed somebody with one as well, you'd be like, oh my god, like this guy's like you know put them all together maybe you'd have a couple of them were like super super rare i don't know um even just loading like weapon crates you could find like an hk gas block yeah oh exactly this thing's worth like 100k on the flea market you know or or whatever you know or however you however you do it like maybe you wouldn't even like if you maybe you wouldn't even allow those things on the flea i don't know anyway that's kind of how i do it and that, know, that, that yeah. would like allow you to like tier the different things so people could play the game just fine with the bait with the normal with the normal guns right because it's and like they're okay there's the time to kill in tarkov is so low that like we we spend so much time kind of circle jerking over um over weapons <laughs> right and um yeah but like you know you, you fill an adar with m995 and people are gonna die so mm-hmm. you know it's it's actually quite it's almost like it's quite funny how much time we spend like thinking about weapons and guns or whatever whereas like most most guns are pretty lethal and you just put like bs in an ak and it'll kill anyone you know, it's um, it's quite it's quite entertaining how much time we spend just like messing around. It's like, is the Mark eighty Mjolnir? Like, I know it's to be fair, it is it is good, but like, is it that much better than anything else? You know, if you catch anybody with any gun, they die. So, you know, the game's more about tactics, knowledge, yeah. and positioning, in my in my opinion, than it is necessarily about like shooting. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> I can't see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all you need is a bullet to someone's head, eyes, and they're dead. So. Exactly. Ig. Just shoot him in the face, lol. Exactly. All right. So, what should we? Uh, there's like so much. There's so much that's happened. It's so, it's. I know. We could just like honestly talk about it forever. I guess like. Uh, what, what's a good thing to sort of segue into? Kill Sturman twenty five times for the Mark eighteen. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we can <laughs> talk about that. I yeah, they. I think that gun should be locked behind a quest. I don't know. It, it, it's whatever it, it is right is it so i haven't actually got there yet and i haven't actually looked into it into it too much so you have to kill him 25 times before you can even unlock it and buy it from him right yeah that's yeah. that's correct right good i thought so i think you can still find it in like mark rooms and things which i think shouldn't they happen. did add it to mark room which they also added the gl to mark room um and i looked at the price of that that was relatively cheap like 300k i don't know this stuff's really hard to like determine because the game's constant, it's just changing so much, you know. What I mean? Yeah, it's, it's so hard to really. They're just so they're it. such specialist pieces of kit. These things, like that's the thing. Like the average player mm-hmm. is just not really going to use them. Yeah, I think a yeah, lot of for time. Sure. And people go like, "Oh, this new gun," and then it's like everyone gets fed up. It's like the star rounds; they're still broken as hell. It's just like no one uses it because they're bored. Well, that and you can only get two from the trader. True. And now you can craft seven in the hideout. But that takes like four hours, roughly. I don't know. I think people just like fed up of people just like to play the game normally, right? Like people get fed up of just memeing around with it. Like it's it's funny, but you have to use it in a very specific way. And ultimately, people just like going back to you know meta M4s and just running around shooting people with them and 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 uh, and that kind of thing. So I think it's yeah, I think it's nice to have this variety. And people always go, "Oh, it's so OP! Oh my goodness!" Did you see? By the (laughs) way, they increased the vector price again. It's now eighty five k. Do they move it 
to Skier 3. They did move I it heard... to Skier 3. I think they, they moved did? the... Um, they listened. I think they moved the ACP one back to Skier 2. Ooh, interesting. So they've switched them around because I think like the player base is like clearly proved that the 9 mil one is superior oh um 7 and 31 is like 1500 from Praport. yeah i saw that holy shit (laughs) that is the wiki hasn't updated the pricing but um yeah that's it's mind-blowing yeah it's basically selling on the fleet for the same price it is from prav yeah i think i think that's gonna be like the ultimate late game build is the vector drum mag with 7 and 31 but um, it's it's nuts, right? Like it's a, a drum mag of that costs seventy five k, and you can burn through money so fast. Absolutely, that. absolutely. I'm so glad that I had a, like a decent amount of fun with it before it got really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've kind of like moved away and like I'm going to be running some other things now. Actually, you know what? Another random point. I just keep thinking of new things to talk about. One thing that's an, a huge game changer, and I actually haven't looked into it to see whether they've rebalanced anything else. I just noticed today, and I think it's still good, is that Mark 10 Alexander Arms handguard for the M4s, which is like my staple of all my budget builds oh. that I make. But it's at quite a high trade level because the the the, the rail was mechanic four. That is now is now level three, I'm pretty sure. Uh. Um, because I don't have mechanic four and I can still buy it because I'm not level four. that's the yet. one... You can put the it's the ten inch rail that you can put the hero grip on. Exactly, it's the it's yeah. the round it's the round perforated one. I need some That's kind of like the budget. Um, it's like the budget meta. The one. budget meta. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one if you don't go for the SAI, um, right? Like jailbreak ready one. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's basically like there's two handguards in in the game for M4s that give three percent recoil. <laughs> That's one of them, right? There's two. There's the salient arms one, and then there's that one. I mean, you really break it down, yeah. Yeah, that's really it, right? It's like okay, there's three yeah. percent, and there's there's one that gives it to you. But people could never build it before because the level, like you could buy the actual handguard level level uh, three mechanic, but the the ten inch guide was level four always, and that was a big blocker mm-hmm. for people because getting to mechanic three is not too bad, but getting to level forty actually takes a little bit extra time. Yeah, and, that one does. Yeah, and people were kind of stuck by that. And if obviously you can't put a full grip on it, it's um it's not very good. It really like hampers it, and you're better off using other things. Um, you're better off using a two percent handguard instead, and then using a full grip that gives you three or something. Um, and so that's actually to to me that's kind of a big game changer. I think it allows you to run mm-hmm. like the 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 budget meta build like much earlier when you've got mechanic yeah. three instead. And it also means that um you can probably go on the flea market and buy them because. Before they were really like the that that guard, the, sorry, not the guard. The the rail was so expensive on the fleet because no one could buy them and everyone wanted to. Whereas now, you can buy them fairly early. So then again, we talked about this last time. The demand's gone away. The supply is the same. The prices fall. That's just that's just the way it is. Yeah. So I think that one's interesting. So I'm actually probably going to start running some M4s like now. Um, I want to. Um, I'm just kind of. I want. Yeah, I, I don't know. I might just do it, bite the bullet, and pay the extra money for the. I want to just run the meta stuff, but I can afford. it. I should just do it. Like what? What do you? Yeah. What's holding you back? Uh, I'm still like still like I want to be mechanic four so I can get the dealer price. Every you know what I mean, and not the deal with the flea market price. Well, like, which 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 thing do you? Which one do you want? It's like the, the oh, met, you want the, the meta? One. You want the meta meta one? Yeah, the thing yeah, is, you yeah. can make this one super good. I always tend to. I never make like. Yeah. I never make the the lowest recoil version. Almost never. I always mm. make like one that's like kind of close, but is like half the price, kind mm. of thing. Just because I quite like it. 
Um, but this thing I'm going to see, you can probably get to a decent um, a decent recall on it. I haven't actually tested it yet. There's like so much stuff that I need to investigate. Like I've done my deep dive investigation into all the stocks and um, the MRE carbines with the butt pads, like clearly the best and they're very cheap as well. Um, but the suppressors I need to actually have a look at because the Thunder Beast and the other one, I think are the, the, the best two, but the other ones, I haven't like tabulated all the ergo yet, so I need to figure it out. But anyway, I really want to start running these these M4s. I kind of wanted to do it when um, you unlocked M855A1, but then when I realized, I was like, I actually can't make this gun very good. I'm going to carry on running the Vector because it's insane. <laughs> uh, a slight tangent. There is something I want to talk about. Yes. But, um, why is Peacekeeper's questline so gatekept behind Skier? Because like I noticed, I was looking at the wiki, looking at the the task and i noticed like level requirement 14 i'm like level 38 like why why i mean why is it because he has like some really valuable stuff because you can get the um level him up to level three but like if you're still stuck on skier like say you're stuck on flash drives that's Mm -hmm. just rng and the other thing is like i'm standard account so i have to upgrade my stash to level two to craft the intel level three i think it is that you can make the flash drives which i worked towards which i ended up finding the flash drives before i could even craft them okay but um yeah i don't know it was just like why is that so gatekept i'm not really sure there's honestly. a lot of stuff because yeah. there's n61s you unlock you unlock the rss mm-hmm. um to buy it from uh dollars instead of the tr- the trade um, there's I I want to say five five a one is behind a quest requirement or no maybe it's nine nine five is the quest requirement. I think for, there's so many things to the quest requirements from him. Yeah, even the grenades of of requirements. But like I don't know to be honest. Like last wipe, I actually caught the full brunt force of this and it sucked. I actually got like this is one reason why I just hated finding raid for a while because I got stuck behind both therapist and skier. I didn't f- I just couldn't find any gas analyzers and I couldn't find any flash drives anywhere. I didn't find I didn't find yeah. I mean until completing both skier's quest and the one for Jaeger, I did not find a single drive last wipe at all. And I did like a whole bunch of interchange runs and all this stuff. And eventually I was just like, screw this. I'm going to make them. And I, I did exactly what you were looking to do. I pushed the Intel Center too, and I made them all. I made all the ones for Skier and all the ones for Jaeger. I didn't find a single drive before completing both of those quests. And it sucked. And then Peacekeeper was just like, you know, oh, you know, He's you want so to go too far behind. Yeah, it's just so far behind. And like, you know, I'm doing his first quest at like level 30 or something. Yeah. I was like, this is... This is really, really bad. And I don't know. I'm not really sure why it's so so tricky there. I think I think it's partly the philosophy of they want to gatekeep the Western weapons somewhat and, yeah, and force you down a lot of progression. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, it's like, there's definitely some stuff there. Yeah. They want you to really work for it if you want to be running that stuff. Um that's actually a but, cool thing, the the RSS one. Like I <laughs> I'll talk I'll talk about it in a minute, actually. I don't want to go off topic too much. What were you going to say first? Say, I was just going to say that, I mean, it just didn't make sense. Like Cargo X, I think it was. Like the Cargo X Part 3, I have it pulled up. Uh, must be level 12 to start this quest. And it's so far um, along. <laughs> yeah, it's way down the line. You have to do like, like Spartors all the way through to like 7 or something. And then like, would you probably get enough XP just from doing the quests to be like that level anyway. I'm not even sure if you could be oh. level 14. And the rewards are awful. I got a, I got a, um, if I complete this quest, I get an MP5. <laughs> Three of them. 
<laughs> I'm like way past that stage. Like I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'm I'm ranting. I'm ranting. That's so. very, it's strange. It is very very strange. I don't I don't get it. But no, like um, I was really stubborn about it because the RSS one is really late. It's well, I thought it was quite late. Anyway, it was like, is it wet job three or something? It's wet real, job... no, it's really far down. So it's like what it's down like you know you do his like a bunch of his random stuff. Then you do the Spartal yeah. stuff. Then there's the right. fork, and you do the whole of like a half of this right. one line. And um, I finished that one very recently, and I was super stubborn and refused to buy the RSAS from the flea. And I refused to give in all my um, my dog tags because I still need them for the Punisher because I didn't actually get that many because I I've, I've haven't had enough time to actually you know play that many like sweaty pmc raids um mm -hmm. i've done a lot of like random quest runs just like in between stuff because i've only had like 20 minutes to do things and i was like still wanting to get progression this is probably why like, i've ended up pushing so far on on um, some of the quest lines without actually having killed that many people um but anyway so like i finally managed to do that and then did like gunsmith 4 all the way through 16 literally in one go yeah um yeah which is it's... pretty epic which is um which was which was fun but like I think you you I put up a tweet earlier about like Gunsmith fourteen. It just I was like, there's like the requirement that's not in the actual description. <laughs> I was like, you honestly, you're kidding? Because yeah. I did I did all of them without looking at any of the the guides this time because I really just wanted to do it. And I was like, man, I cannot make this one work. Like he won't take this gun. Like no matter what. And I like kind of looked it up. I didn't look on the wiki. I like looked it up a few other people being like, you know, what am I doing wrong? People are like, oh, it's the the Magpul four grip. You need the black one, not the AFG one. I'm just like, no, I've done that right. And then it's like, there's a few other bits. I was, I was like, no, I've done all of this right. I don't understand what's going on. And I looked on the wiki. It's just like, oh, it doesn't mention it. But you actually need to put a magazine on this one. I was just like, the Gita. Like, go on. Are you serious? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I want to make a um. I don't know. Like, there's so many question marks on the quests and quest rewards and the progression system. Like, at at one point in the previous wipe, I got a vow or a VSS from Skier or someone, and I couldn't buy the ammo from any trader. No trader sold it. Yeah. Like, it, like there's, I got like a Sega, and I couldn't get any mags from the trader like there was like it's just like it was so like there's there's so many examples but i, I want to make something started on i need to finish but the other thing i was going to say about the rss is man they screwed me over kickaby i needed one more dog tag yeah. for the trade and i go to click on it and check how many more i need and they changed the barter to eight usex and eight bear and i have only three bear out of my 19 dog tags oh, no. barter. i was like are you serious nikita Really, Nikita? Okay, that's 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 horrible. <laughs> why did why did they do that? Why? <laughs> you know how hard funny. it is to find bear dog tags, dude. It's so like, anyways, that's terrible. That's actually yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, did you hear about? Um, it's kind of been circling the uh, the news a bit. Did you hear about the video that someone? I don't know if it's like Summit One G's video manager. Or someone just uploads clips to YouTube, but it was a clip of Summit One G playing, and he was on interchange, and he was playing with Hutch or some other uh, one of his teammates, and he goes, he shoots a guy, and he kills him, and then the other guy starts like pushing, and he sort of like does the classic like just teleport yep. across, and then he comes around the corner and just one taps him, mm -hmm. and Summit you know kind of like rages, and after he kind of levels out, he's like, I don't even think that guy was hacking, you know, because he was like, bro. This game, 
get your game under control to all these hackers, blah, blah, blah. But then he kind of was like, you know what? I don't even think that guy was hacking. I think that was just like horrible net code. Yeah. Have I did you seen s- any? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I did. I did. I did see it. I did see it. Um, and I saw, well, I, I saw it because Markstrom made a video response to it. Yes. And I, and I watched that. Yeah. Um, or at least I watched the first half of it anyway. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's just too, like, it's two takes on the same thing. Like, I think Markstrom, like, sums it up pretty well mm-hmm. because he basically says, look, obviously he's frustrated and some of it's come from CS, which is right. very good netcode. And I don't know. He's like, he basically says, look, I still love EFT and I play it for other reasons. You know, and I think that's, you know, it's not like COD or those other games in terms of its netcode. Now, one thing that actually seems to have disappeared now that you've reminded me about it is the whole Veritas video about the like client versus server. Um, uh, what's what's the what's the word for it? You know, where, where either the client or the server. Client authority. That's the one. Client authority uh, or server, server authority. Right. Because like people seem to have just gone back to going like, oh, it's crappy netcode and blah, blah, blah. Whereas like there does seem to be like Veritas did seem to kind of prove that there was like a fundamental structural yeah. reason as to why the game play yeah. feels and looks the way it way it no, does and that seems to have gone all a bit quiet to be honest i haven't really seen many people either referencing that video or or talking about it and i i thought he nailed it personally yeah um I... it's it's strange that that's disappeared because like now it's all coming to a fore again because like yeah you don't notice it a lot of the time and again like Markstrom summed it up, right? He the first ten minutes of his video, he come, he talks about all the issues and all all the reasons why you know people still play Tarkov anyway. It's just like the game makes up for the fact that the netcode is probably one of the worst out of the competitive shooters because it's not a competitive shooter to be fair, but of, of those kinds of things, probably is one of the worst. Um, I think it's I think it almost makes it feel worse because the game looks so polished in so many other ways and like the game feels great, and then when you get to know it really intimately you're like okay the Mm -hmm. close combat is a bit like a bit scuffed um but like you play it for other reasons right you play it for like stalking up on people and you know the uh, you know the long range fighting and like you know seeing people from afar and like not knowing what you know outflanking people and all this stuff it's Um, immersion breaking like um cyberpunk 2077 you know a lot of people like were really hyped about the game and it's like supposed to be very immersive and you go and play the game and then you're dealing with all these bugs and it kind of like takes you out of the experience. Yeah. Like that's kind of the same thing that's happening in Tarkov. Like it feels very, you're very immersed in experience. You know, the combat's very like realistic, the mm. movement, the mechanics. Mm. And then all of a sudden this guy just like warps in front of you and, and you're dead. You know, it just kind of takes you out of the experience. Yeah, I do. I, I think so. I think so. I do feel like it kind of disproportionately affects those people who like to be doing that kind of like very intense, quick you know short ranged like cod style gameplay i mean the cod also mm-hmm. yes style gameplay and i think it disproportionately affects those players because of the style of fighting lends itself to in- uncovering those issues more frequently than other people which is probably why you see a lot of streamers either you know getting annoyed when it doesn't go their way because it's like clearly wasn't skill based in that moment as well as using the system aggressively to their own advantage to kill other players right. who they're effectively doing it to the other way around. 
And I think there's a good, healthy mix of the two. I do feel almost like the, the Tarkov only streamers, and especially the people who are very, very good, you know, aggressively use this feature to kill a lot of people. And people who are like... <laughs> People who are like generic, like slightly more generic streamers, or maybe they play like multiple different games because it's not uh-huh. like in their, you know, in their muscle memory to just like abuse the net. Card. I mean, abuse is a strong word, but you know what I mean? It's like, I know what you're getting at. I know what you're it's getting like, at. it's a very specific way of playing. And it kind of like, I, I actually thought this a while back, which is that Tarkov is kind of like you play. I almost wanted to do a video on it at some point, but like, I don't really feel like an authority on it because like, I'm not. I'm not the best shot and I'm not like the necessarily the best person at like killing other players and things. So I just like never really wanted to do it, but just like one of the general principles that it does seem to, does seem to stand true is like you play slow and careful until you know where someone is. And once you have that information, you then just press them. Um, And so aggressive with knowledge and passive with no knowledge seems to be like the optimal way to play and there's like a couple of tweets i saw other people talking mm. about it saying kind of the same thing that like once you have the information on where somebody is then yeah. typically speaking if you're aggressive you're much more likely to win whereas like because people always say like oh you know i try to like i try to you know play like the streamers and i die anyway and then i try to play slow and i die anyway and that's because like they're kind of doing it the wrong way right it's like if somebody sat in a bush and you sprint past them yeah they're going to kill you but that's because like they knew where you were and you didn't know where they were whereas like if you both know where each other are you're better off than actually just like, you know, pressing your opponent super hard um, because it's actually quite difficult to defend yourself because for various reasons, um, Neko being one of them. So I don't yeah. know. I, I, I found that, I did find it quite interesting, but like I liked Markstrom's approach because he basically said, I love EFT despite this, in spite of the, what I know about the way the netcode works, in spite of how bad I know that it can be. I still love the game anyway, because it's only a small portion of that, which is why I think it will never really be COD with extra steps. Because if you're playing it just for the COD bit, then I think ultimately it will lose its allure um, in, in, in a lot of ways. Whereas like... Oh. Yeah, because like that's the, that's the thing. I think it depends on how you play it too. It's like I've actually quite right. enjoyed some of this wipe because I've been doing a few things that I don't normally like, going actually going to resort and trying to find Ledexes and killing people and stuff there, which I don't normally do a lot of. I tend to spend most of my time outside. I don't really go into the resort very much, partly because like I don't feel necessarily as confident to just like play with the netcode as, as like other people do, and I feel like the fights are fairer outside. Um, when there's not like tons of buildings and loads of people not just like ad ad strafing all over the place and stuff like yeah, i feel like the fights yeah. are a lot fairer um because like the, the cover is wider you can catch people off guard and there it's more about strategy and tactics than it is necessarily about like um you know combat ability i should say and like i definitely fall into the category of like a strategy and tactics player rather than mm. um you know a quick scoping you know ad ad like round the corner one tapping kind of guy like I'm, I'm much more likely to outflank somebody and then catch them in the open than i am to yeah snap a headshot off like round the corner as someone you know peeps through a tiny little hole so it's just like I think it depends on the way that you, the way you play it. It was it was a very interesting video. It was an interesting video, and like and some it get gets the idea of of why it's broken as well, which I think was also important. Like he knew exactly why it was broken, and tons of people in his chat were saying, "Oh, it's cheaters, it's cheaters," and he was just like, "It ain't cheaters, guys. It's just the netcode doesn't really work properly." See, that's the thing. I feel like if they could get the netcode um, under control, it would really help 
with the cheating issue because then there would be these like false accusations mm. it's like huge because i just feel like it's just completely like blending the the problem 100%. and i think even mark markstrom said that in his video yeah 100 um, like, there was a there was a video on reddit um the other day that i watched which was like it was called like oh like grimy bug or whatever i don't know if you saw it but it was a, a guy playing in a duo um and actually it was from like his perspective and his friend's perspective and their opponent's mm. perspective he gets killed by silent shots and with silent footsteps wow. and his this friend gets awful. killed with um with silent shots as well turns out their opponent was streaming and mm -hmm. um the guy like comes around the corner he takes a load of shots the first guy kills them comes basically he should have been on the second player's screen and he comes around the corner and kills her as well and she's like ah like didn't see anybody like no one was even on the on the screen um and so i don't know whether it was like you know a, a whole bunch of lag and it didn't update properly or whatever but like on his screen he kills them both fair and square and on the other two screen no sound no shots they just take damage and they die um and it's in resort and it, i was like Oh my god! Like if you were if you were those two, you'd be like, "That's a hundred percent hacks." It would have to be. Yeah. You did like. Yeah. There's no other conclusion yeah. to make exactly. that. Like you don't even see the dude. Like you die and you don't even see him, and he's inside right. with you. And you look at his perspective, and it's just like it's completely fair and fair kills. It's just like it's it's strange, but like people always you know people are saying like sort the netcode, sort the netcode, and I do wonder if like they are trying to overhaul because this is the thing like they can't if Veritas is right. They can't just like make a tweak to this or make the servers yeah, a bit better. Be right? a this is a rewrite of like some of the way the netcode yeah. works. This is not easy to do, right? And that's because yeah, like you don't like don't get even, me wrong. Like you just like we as pl the player base shouldn't underestimate how hard this is to do. But if it is yeah. right, if that is what they're doing, Nikita should come out and say, guys, this is going to take at least six months for us to rewrite. You know, or like, oh, it's just it's it's so big of a project that. We're going to really have to think about it. I don't even know what the ETA is. Like, at least then he would say something. Because I know he, he put a, he actually did put a post out the other day and yeah. say the netcode's in the best place it's been in a long time. And, you know, we're working on it. And you, guys, yeah, and you guys just like, you know, hammering on us to fix it doesn't help. Which is also true. Which is also true. So I don't know. Like, I can see why people are frustrated. But, um, but yeah. I, I don't know if it's the translation or the Nikita-isms or what, but... I didn't feel like he really um, addressed it like how you were saying, like very direct. I would have, I would prefer a very direct thing because I, I don't know. I'm not a network engineer, mm. but um, like I'll, I'll just read. I have, I have the post. Let me see if I can find the the wording he used. Um, we are constantly working with Unity, constantly implementing new methods, optimizing to increase quality of the network. Um, which just kind of sounds like a generic, you know what I mean? I wanted something a little bit more. Well, that was my detailed. point, right? Because like, I feel like optimizing, because I, I, I do, I do think after watching Veritas's stuff, I do think he's right. And optimizing mm -hmm. the network just sounds like improving what we already have. Like, I just don't like, I'm no expert on this really, but right. I just feel that if, I just can't see, yeah, I don't know. I just can't see how Veritas isn't right. Like Everything looks like it should be, and it would require a yeah, huge no. rewrite. And I feel like saying we're optimizing the network is kind of like, I feel like it's underselling what they have to do. I think people would yeah. understand. If he, if he came out and said, guys, this is a huge issue for us, mm -hmm. like we're going to have to rewrite it completely and put it in the ETS servers, 
But see, I don't think they want to do that because I suspect that that's going to negatively affect their investors or whatever financial. I don't think it matters at this point. On. I don't know if it matters too much to them at this point because, like, but then at least people would know. I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe that's maybe that's not the problem. Maybe they don't know what the problem is. Maybe they can't figure out what the issue actually is. Maybe they just don't know how to fix it, <laughs> and they don't want to say. I don't know. Like, it's possible. Well, it's possible that they're just like, or maybe they know that Unity can't support what they're doing, or that it was such a huge rewrite that it's actually physically impossible for them to change it until they get to the next game they make. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be sad if that's true. But like, you yeah, can, I mean, like, it, it gets written from the ground up. Like some of this stuff might just be hardwired in. It's still, a, it's still a good game, but like you have to, you have to learn to accept these faults that Tarkov has. Hmm. Like it's, it's really brutal. Yeah. It's really brutal. Cause not only do you have the difficulty of the game, but you have like the unoptimized, you know, a uh, mess that, is Tarkov so yeah exactly and there's again this is what Markstrom's saying about it the reason why a lot of people don't think it's a problem at the beginning is because they don't actually know why they're dying it, it might yep. be all sorts yep. of reasons right and at the start you don't even know that the netcode is you know a bit a bit wonky and you probably wouldn't even notice because you don't know what it's supposed to be like because I don't know I think like as a, as a random like side point I see these posts about the netcode and sometimes I feel it very occasionally but I would say 99% of the time for me, it's fine and actually works pretty well. And I don't know whether, you know, certain systems, because this is kind of the same with a lot of other things, right? Like certain systems only work well when everything's perfect and it's on perfect network conditions. Mm -hmm. And then the really, really good systems work in spite of bad network conditions or bad lag or whatever. And there's compensation for it and all this kind of stuff. Yes. Um, And see, yeah whereas like so i'm i'm running out of like a fiber line here with super super high speed internet with low latency and for me it's pretty much okay like most of the time and i thought i don't know how much of it is down to people's individual connections too and the fact that maybe tarkov is actually okay if you're running on on a lan or something and you're right next to the server but as soon as there's issues because they haven't built it like you know cs have or or, you know cod or whatever they don't necessarily have as much of the those interpolation and you know compensation systems as well which means you wouldn't necessarily notice it as much if that was the case um because if i understand the system correctly it can be abused if you have a poor connection or if you write have a program that simulates a poor connection you know because it's client-side authoritative like for example i was playing in a, in a party and my physical game was stuttering so on my teammate screen i was running in place and then i just warp in front and they're like whoa this server is lagging yeah well it was just me. It wasn't really the server, but because it's client authoritative, you know, it's it's like the game is hitching. So whatever its last thing that was sending the server is just like still at this thing, and then I'll send updates to this new position that I'm at, you know. And and the way it got set up, it's it's like like you're saying double double sided because there's no um this like server authoritative section because it's like dependent also on your connection. The other thing I notice is. One time we were playing on a server on Interchange and we were moving and all of a sudden I just teleported back to uh, the escalators. I'm like, what What the heck? Have you ever had that happen before? I have only had that happen a long time ago. And that's, see, in the weird, the thing about that is that that's weird 
Yes, because, because that would be server authoritative, right? Exactly. Which which I was like, I was so confused. Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't, I'm, try, I'm trying to think what that would potentially mean. Was that recently? Was that really recently? Yeah, maybe like hmm. three weeks ago. And it was like the server. I knew as soon as that was happening because it was happening like three times in a row. I knew the server was scuffed. And I went and pushed the guy and, you know, I hit him five, like 15 times on my screen and my yeah. post screen was zero hits, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like The only way that I think that would potentially happen is maybe they've got some mechanisms in there, which is like, you know, if you move too much in a certain space of time, it like just unwinds what you did or, or something. I don't know um, mm-hmm. if there's like a, a connection blocker for, for too long or something. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, man, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what they're going to do about it. But like as I said, like for me, if people didn't talk about it so much mm-hmm. on the forums and on Reddit, and you know, I don't know how much I would notice. I really don't. I don't really play that way most of the time, and I think it really, yeah, as I said, it disproportionately affects people who are playing like close range, you know, Call of Duty style fights, and they play an, an awful lot as well. And for me, I'm just not, I'm not sure how much I would notice it. Like it glitches yeah, a bit. I but... mean, I feel like I only noticed it more at the beginning of a raid. Um, yeah, even then, I don't even think I, and that's just my teammates. Like there was one time on Woods back in the old patch where I got on the hill at the start of raid and I saw the guy and I was lining up the shot and then he just like stutters and he just like starts teleporting and then yeah, I can see him sucks. standing still looking at me and I was like, oh. I'm, you know he shot he shot him in my stomach i was like yeah. oh okay <laughs> yeah but, so that's, um, that's, that is, it is annoying and the, the, the thing you said about like being able to abuse it like well, the thing that i took away from like veritas's thing a while back mm-hmm. was that it kind of works both ways in that if you're like the peak's advantage thing is like if you have a bad connection and you're already leaning out around the corner somebody can lean and shoot you and lean back before you before you even see it and and vice but then that's like the same the other way around as well so like yeah it'll make you yeah yeah. like yeah it'll make you stutter a bit i think the stuttering thing actually probably is an advantage because if you have a bad connection to the server and you do that kind of like lag stutter it can be quite hard to track you but at the same time i can't remember if it works this way actually but if you manage to hit somebody like that and your client says, yes, you did hit them. I think you, I think you do. Don't you? I, 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 can't, I can't actually remember. I can't remember whether that happens or not. Like if you're, if you're lagging and I hit you on my screen, mm-hmm. cause sometimes people have said that they've like reported blood, but then the server said that it wasn't necessarily a shot. I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's tricky. Now there was a, there was a really good, like I'm going to have to rewatch Veritas's thing. It was like a month ago now, and I can't remember the, the finer details of some of his takeaways, but I would just be fascinated to know if Nikita ever actually spoke to him any more about it to say like, yes, yeah, it is client I... authoritative and whatever, because like the excerpt that he put of that other, there was like a dev video about, and I think it was Overwatch that he put in and it was like, here's what it would look like if we did it client authoritative and it looked like Tarkov. And that was the bit that cinched it for me. I was like, I mean, he had that, he had a big disclaimer on it and saying, we do not do this in our live servers, FYI, um, because it doesn't work. And um, that was the part that fascinated me because I was just like, this is it. <laughs> this yeah. is it. So yeah, I was like, no. man, this is it. He's nailed it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, last I heard, he, 
he sent it to Nikita. Nikita said, "Hey, it was a good video. I'll pass it on to the network team." And that was, yeah, kind of it. So, I don't know. Oh, I well. don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, we wrap it up. I think so. That's probably enough for, yeah. for one day. <laughs> Dude, this was a great podcast. I we didn't really cover all the detailed notes I put down, which is totally fine by me. You know. <laughs> That's okay. I love the direction I went. Yeah, yeah I think so. that's all right. It's kind of you know, it's uh, it's 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 just guidelines anyway, isn't it? It's guidelines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's come wrap up the show. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cool. Catch you later.